This podcast so far has been amazing. Um, I must say, since I've known Cherie, she has been nothing but a blessing. So it's only fitting that she took the step to be a blessing to others, to so many others. Um, With just using her gift, she has so much strength and courage. It's unbelievable. To know Cherie is to absolutely love her. So just keep doing an amazing job. Keep up the good work. Love you and God bless. Good evening. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to Journey of Cherie. This is episode six. I hope you guys are doing well. It's almost Christmas, which will be a joyous time for some. But for others, the holidays will be difficult. I just pray that God gives you the strength to get through it. As many of you may know, last week I did a live Q&A on Facebook. I loved it. Although I got a little bit emotional, but I pulled myself together. It was so fun, so I decided to do it again in a few weeks. But this time, I would do it on Instagram. So maybe, you know, just swap back and forth. So make sure you're following me on all platforms. On Instagram is journey underscore of underscore Cherie. And on Facebook is my journey of Cherie page. And my email is sm at journey of Remember to keep sending me your questions. And on every episode, I will read and answer two of them like I'm about to do in a few minutes. Also, as always, everything I talk about is from my perspective and my opinion, not to mention these are things that I've ever, that I have experienced and I made a decision to share my story with the world knowing that many people will judge, which doesn't bother me. And many people will listen to understand. And those are the people that I pay attention to. So thank you to everyone either way. Also, as many may already know, I launched my website on Saturday. Yay! Which is called Journey of Cherie. So www.journeyofcherie.com Once you go on my website, at the bottom of the page, you will see the Journey of Cherie logo. And you just click on that and it will take you directly to my podcast where you will be able to listen to all my episodes. Also, in the near future, I will be selling Journey of Cherie merchandise that you will be able to purchase on my website as well. Things like masks, hoodies, shirts, keychains, tumblers, dog tags, and journals. So stay tuned for that. And God willing, I will be done writing my book by the end of next year. Maybe early 22. These days, (laughs) I find myself very busy. But in the midst of all of that, 
I still make time for self. Always make time for yourself, guys. It's so necessary. Self-love. I have another announcement. I booked my first guest for my podcast. Yay! I'm so excited. This woman is a dear friend of mine's. I have known her since I was a little girl. She has a powerful and inspiring story, and I'm forever grateful to her for allowing me to interview her. She's a 42-year-old praying and devoted mother of four beautiful children, plus a bonus daughter, and she is fighting stage four cancer. This will be next week's episode, which is December the 29th at 6.30. So please tune in. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for agreeing to do this, Jenny from the Block. Okay, so now for my two questions. First question. What are you holding on to that you need to let go of? Hmm. I don't know if I'm holding on to anything anymore. But you know what? If I'm going to be completely honest, I let go of a lot of resentment towards people. One person in particular, my son's father. And that's a big part of the reason why I'm able to do this episode. Thank you for that question. I hope I answered it for you. Next question. What are you afraid of? Because it doesn't seem like you're afraid of anything. (laughs) Really? Wow. I would love to know why you think that, if you don't mind. But I'm afraid of a lot of things. One thing in particular, I didn't get my license until I was 27 years old because my fear was that I would die in a car accident. And that fear hindered me for a lot of years. That's what fear does to you. So I try my hardest not to let fear control my emotions. Emotions. It ain't easy though. Trust me, it ain't easy. These were really good questions. Thank you guys. Continue to submit your questions via email or Facebook or Instagram. Or if you have my phone number, you could just send that way. I don't mind that way either. I love questions that make me think. So continue to send them. I remember when I found out I was pregnant. I was back home in New York at my favorite white hair ladies, which is my grandmother, a 70, if something, I won't mention her age. But I was at my grandmother's birthday party. 
You know what they say, never tell a woman's age. (laughs) A lot of my family members ended up sick that weekend. So we went to the hospital and everyone had a stomach virus but me. My ass was seven, excuse me, was 16 weeks pregnant. I couldn't believe it and neither could my family. I never thought that I would have any children for many reasons. One being that I had precancerous cells when I was around 21 or 22. And I needed to have a procedure down there. Another reason being I'm familiar with how abortions work. So I've never seen children in my future. I remember calling my younger brother and his girlfriend at the time to tell them they were so happy for me. And then I and I also called my son's father. And he was like a kid in a candy store. That made everything in that moment worth it for me. I didn't have a good pregnancy, though. I was in and out of the hospital for all different reasons. The first time I was admitted into the hospital was when my son's father and both of our mothers went to find out the sex of our child. Mind you, I was on my lunch break and I never made it back to work until my son was around six weeks old. The doctor told us that I didn't have a long enough cervix to hold a child full term. So if I didn't have emergency procedure to sew my cervix shut, then I would lose my child because I was less than 24 weeks pregnant. So I had the surgery and he told me that it could help me carry my son to nine months or it might only carry me for another week they said the goal is to at least get me to 24 weeks and if I had my son that early he could have survived but he would have been disabled so of course the person that I am I said well I guess I need to do my research on all of these things that you're telling me might be wrong with my son. Because I ain't never scared. <laughs> Especially when it comes to how I love my son. So I was out of work on bed rest for the remainder of my pregnancy, which was close to five months it was a very difficult pregnancy but I absolutely loved being pregnant especially because I only gained eight pounds God is good (laughs) it's something beautiful about a woman carrying a child a lot of us have this beautiful glow I did I loved it I would do it all over again. 
and I plan on doing it all over again one day. My mom and my stepfather and my son's mom mom was very supportive during my pregnancy. Me and my son's father lived together for a little while during my pregnancy, but I needed more help. So I moved in with my mom and stepfather for the remaining time that I was pregnant. I ended up giving birth to my son eight weeks before my due date. I was 31 years old when I had him. He was born prematurely. He weighed 4.8 pounds and needed to stay in the hospital for about three weeks before he was able to come home. Every day, I was up at the hospital taking care of my son, day in and day out. Whole time, I wasn't even completely healed yet. I gave birth to my son in the operating room. My mom and my son's father were there with me the whole time. And I was scared. Lord knows I was scared. I was hemorrhaging inside. And so they had to take my son out. But I still made sure every day after my son was born, we both was admitted into the hospital. I was discharged a few days later, but he stayed for three weeks. And every day I was up at the hospital in ICU. I ended up needing to go back to the hospital because I overdid it. I didn't listen to my body that was telling me to rest. I would have felt guilty if I would have missed a day going to see my son at ICU. But my body shut down and I ended up not being able to go either way. I was stuck in a bed for a few days. So a bit of advice, ladies, to you new moms. Listen to your body. Because if you don't, it will sit you down one way or another. It sat me down. As I'm sitting here thinking about this, I started off in the very beginning parenting from guilt. I have been feeling guilty about a lot of things as a mother. My son's father and I tried to make it work many times, even prior to me becoming pregnant, and we just couldn't get it right. He used to always say I tried to be his mother and back then I didn't see it that way I just wanted him to be a certain kind of man and father but that wasn't my place to put that kind of pressure on him we all grow and learn at different times in life but for me once I became a mother everything changed for me and I expected for his life to change like mine did But who am I to make that call? Again, this is the very mature, older version 
of Cherie speaking because I didn't feel like this in the beginning. Mind you, my son is nine years old and that's real. If I'm being honest, I didn't feel like this in the beginning. The first year of my son's life, I lost myself. I wasn't dressing how I used to. Everything I wore was oversized and frumpy. Me and my son's father was always on the outs. It was so hard for us to see eye to eye, but we loved our son and he had it all. My whole life became my son. And everyone that knows me can vouch for that till this day. I've gotten a lot better though. You guys will be proud of me. (laughs) I stopped everything for a while. I think I was kind of obsessed with my son for many reasons. Love being the most powerful one though. Once I became a mom, all I ever wanted to do was make sure my son felt loved. And whatever I had to do, it was going to get done with or without help. Luckily, my son and I have a wonderful support system from both sides of his family. This is rare, and I know I'm blessed. But it still doesn't take away the fact that I have been a single parent for a long time. And it wasn't easy, and at times it still isn't easy. I have learned a lot about myself being a mother. One being, I find myself in some instances trying to overcompensate for the absence of my son's father. Don't get me wrong. He's in my son's life. But you know, our son, our son deserves more. My baby had more things than some grown people had. I took him a lot of places. I exposed him to a lot of things. I had him in a lot of sports. Swimming lessons, tap dancing, you name it, and I would have tried it. I know that all of these things probably wasn't me trying to overcompensate, but I felt like it was at times. I used to be ashamed and upset with myself for many years because some of the choices my son's father made that affected all three of us at times, many times. I took it personal and I shouldn't have. And since I did, I used to have a lot of resentment towards him the majority of our son's life. And I was wrong for that because it affected me and my parenting in some ways. I just couldn't get over the fact that I waited until I was 31 to have a child and it didn't turn out picture perfect or how I wanted it to. I had so many expectations for my life and when it didn't go as planned, I blamed myself. I blamed myself for being a single parent. I blamed myself for him allowing me to be a single parent. It was just a blame game. 
I was so disappointed in myself and I used to dread it when my son would come home from school and mention stories about kids with their dads and I would just make up a story just to end the conversation so the guilt wouldn't eat me up. The few people that knew how I really felt used to tell me that I was a wonderful mother and I felt like I was for the most part and still do. But those other days when he was sleeping, I would just cry. Mm. Because I felt like a failure. They used to get the best of me. It was so hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that me and my son's father was always well, at least 90% of the time on different pages when it came to our son. His choices and decision making always left a bad taste in my mouth. And sometimes my decision making made a ba- left a bad taste in my mouth. And I allowed my feelings towards him sometimes to cloud my judgment meaning I have said some things that I'm not proud of I have thought about some things that I'm not proud of and at the end of the day people are people and no matter how much you try to overcompensate for things that are out of your control you will never win you have to allow people to be who they are even if you don't agree with their choices. I had to come to terms that I'm only responsible for me and my son. And all I can do is be the best person and mother that I can be and lead by example and stop blaming myself for other people's actions. Because at the end of the day, My son loves the ground his dad walks on. And I know his father feels the same way about him. And I don't ever want to be the reason for that to ever change. So I had to make a decision to make peace with some things. And some of the reasons I was able to do that was by having a conversation with my son's father let him know how I really felt and he told me that it's not my fault and that I am the best mother he has ever known but to be honest and fair he always says that to me and I can't take that from him he has always gave me kudos regarding my parenting I must say that. Also, another thing that helped me was making a decision to put my son in therapy. You guys know I'm an advocate for therapy. And that was the best gift that I could have ever given my son. He was struggling with his anger. And I didn't want him to carry that 
with him into his adult years. So I found him a therapist that looked like him and that worked with certain children and certain families that reflected our situation. And I'm aware that children may not tell their parents everything for many different reasons, and that's okay. But our job as parents is to make sure that you get your children the help they need in whatever area they need it in. That was one of the best gifts that I could have ever given my son, hands down. And he loves going to therapy. He loves it. And it actually has stopped. One of the reasons being COVID-19. But I'm going to put him back in it because he loves it. And I have seen a big change in my son's behavior. He always knew how to express himself. And now he expresses himself a whole lot better. And I'm proud of him. I'm very proud of him. The moral of this story is I'm grateful that God has worked on me and continues to work on me to make me a better person because I had to learn how to be a parent and I had to learn patience because everyone doesn't arrive at places at the same time as you would like them to and that's okay and I am not a perfect parent even when I try to be I'm not perfect and I don't have the right to put certain expectations on people and I've done that for a lot of years and when you do that to people and especially without letting them know you're putting them in a position to let you down every single time and that's not fair to them and it's not fair to you And this was a very sensitive topic for me to discuss today. I tried to remain honest and respectful of telling my truth today. And I feel like that's what I did. One day, my son will hear this podcast. And his feelings are the most important thing to me. Without a doubt. So I had to learn how to take the high route. That was high route, high route. In my Michelle Obama voice. (laughs) And as I sit here and think about 
how far I've come regarding being a parent. I'm very, very proud of myself. I'm very, very proud of myself. I'm proud of a lot of choices that I continue to make moving forward. Pertaining to my son. And like I always tell you guys, forgiveness is for you. And I had to learn and continue to learn how to keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. Because you're going to have to ask for forgiveness one day, many days. And you can't expect someone forgive you for the things you've done and the things you've said. And then don't know how to forgive other people. That's not how life works. And so, as I've learned how to take a step back and not judge people, particularly my son's father, I don't have the right to judge him because, you know, a lot of our past and things that we've been through mold us into the people that we are. And being a parent is not easy, but it's something that you have to choose to be every day. It's an everyday thing. Even when you're tired, even when you're sad, even when you're frustrated. You have to still be a parent to your children. And there's many times that I'm frustrated with life and frustrated with how things are and how things was. But I continue to stand in the gaps for mine and be the mother that he deserves. And that has allowed me to take a step back and look at the big picture. And not be so judgmental because people didn't turn out how I expected them to or don't do the things that I expect them to do. Who am I to feel as though I have the right to put those expectations on people? And once I've learned that that's not how you do people, that I no longer do people that way. And again, single parenting isn't easy but being a parent is one of the greatest gifts that you will ever receive and I pray that if this is something that you want to be that you keep praying to God and he will answer your prayers because he answered mine's He answered mine. He took that resentment from my heart. When I tell you he took took that resentment from my heart. And I'm so grateful. Mm. I try not to get emotional, but I'm so grateful he did that. Because now I parent from a clear conscience. 
and I'm a healthier mother and I'm a healthier person because I learned how to let go of things that's out of my control. And if you guys can understand where I'm coming from, I pray that you take the necessary necessary steps to let go of that anger and that resentment towards your child's other parent. It doesn't serve you any good. It's not good for you. It's not good for your child. Because no matter how much you think that they don't see it and they don't notice it, these babies are smart. These babies are smart. And believe it or not, your children could start to treat that other parent differently because of the things you say, the things you don't say, the things you do, the things you don't do. Believe me, I'm telling you what I know. So give that gift to yourself and let go and make room for people to grow allow people to grow it's okay and let go of that shame because shame shame would take you down some dark roads and sometimes it's hard to come back from So let that go, dads and moms. You got to let that go because we made a choice to have a child or children with each other. And so you should never lose sight of that. I've lost sight of that for a while. And and, um, I'm not proud of that. But I've gotten a whole lot better. And there's always going to be room for improvement and I plan on improving every day and there's going to be some times I still get it wrong but I mean well thank you guys so so much for tuning in to another episode of Journey of Cherie make sure you continue to send me questions I look forward to them Believe me, I do. So please send them to my email or to my DM on Instagram at journey underscore of Sheree underscore or on Facebook at journey of Sheree, my business page. And as always, take care of yourself and I'll do the same. Cheers.